very warm welcome to the Memorabilia Podcast. I'm Rick. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was the whole warm welcome. <laughs> but hello. <laughs> well, I could have given a cold welcome, but I don't think that would have been very nice. It was very hearty. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> God. Well, the, the podcast's out there, that's why I'm excited. So, anyway... What are we doing tonight, babe? This was your pick of one of my albums. Uh, wedding present. Is the band, yes? George Best. Is the album. So without further ado, let's kick it off. Uh, so tell us, research time, Kate. Come on. Oh, I've got notes and shit and stuff. Er... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they formed in 1985. Yeah. Um, called the wedding present in homage to the birthday party. Who was the birthday party? Another band? Yeah. I never heard of them. You, well, Nick Cave was in them, so you probably have. No. I didn't know Nick Cave was in a band before. He was okay. Nick Cave on his own. Okay. Um, so how are we doing, Kit? Well, I'm fine. You're fine. Good. It's... <laughs> How are you? I'm good, actually. I'm good. It's Saturday night. As I said, I'm excited for this episode. We've finally got a few podcasts out there. We've had a bit of feedback. <laughs> it's a good listen. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to mention the other Dave. But I'm not sure if I want to say thanks to that Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were quite flattered, really, weren't you? It's not like I haven't heard it before. <laughs> Yes, for those of the uninitiated, my cousin Dave gave us some uh, feedback and he's he's quite taken by your voice. He thinks you have a very sexy voice, darling. No, that's not what he said. Oh, did he not? <laughs> Sorry. He said he thought I should... Um, what, what, how did he phrase it? I don't know, because it's on my phone and my phone's doing uh, the recording. Anyway. But he, he alluded to the fact that you had a very, sex. a very nice voice. Adult chat lines. That's the ones. I knew there was a better word for it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes. So, yeah, it's Saturday night. You're drinking tonight, darling? Or Ian Prow style, I should say. What are you drinking? Well, obviously, it's podcast night. Yes. And in order to um, to manage to, to, to get through the night in the face of your perkiness... <laughs> <laughs> um, You're saying that as though it's a bad thing? I didn't make a judgment either way. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so I, with the aid of some white wine. <laughs> what is it? Is it South know. African, Australian? I have no idea. Oh my goodness. That's it's in good. a plastic jug. Classic. To keep it cold. It is a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. There you go. Oh, in a good. in a makeshift ice bucket. Sounds good. Sounds good. So. Last episode, uh, Parallel Lines. Mm. We haven't released that yet. We're gonna gonna uh, let that loose on the public tomorrow. Our half dozen listeners. Well, brace yourselves. Yeah, <laughs> get ready. But yeah, um, there was a bit of <coughs> homework from that last episode, which I've done. Good. Knowing, knowing about. I was like, what yeah. homework? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, we mentioned the fact that Parallel Lines was taken from a, an unreleased track 
the album title. So I begged the question, posed the question. You posed the question. I posed the question. Were there any other albums out there that had album titles for unused tracks? Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> I'm not sure there is. There's plenty that have tracks that aren't on the album, but whether they're unused or not, I don't know. I couldn't quite dig that deep. But there's loads out there that have got... That's because you should have picked one or two instead of trying to think well, about the whole 50 or whatever it was, I was just try- No, I was just trying to do it just before we came on air and I left it a bit too late and my Google search term wasn't good enough, basically. But I've got, I got some examples. A couple from Bell and Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have an album called The Life Pursuit, which was a B-side, and another album called Tiger Milk, which apparently is a, an instrumental that they play live. Uh, these are bands. So the first one isn't going to count because it has been released, but the second one might count. Yeah, that's a good uh, summary, Kate. So why did you even bring the first one up then? Because well, it's close, <laughs> but no cigar, and it's good enough, isn't it, really? Uh, Blind Melon mm. have an album called Soup. I think that song's used elsewhere, but I'm not sure where, because I didn't get chimed because you were saying, come on, let's get on with it. Uh, Cardigans <clears throat> is an album I have called Emmerdale. I didn't know they had a song called Emmerdale, so I'm going to be interested to look that up. And the dodgy album, Homegrown, great album. Have you got that album? Might have it on CD. Yeah, I've got, I've got it on CD. It's probably yours, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just uh, half-inching it now. But that, that song, Homegrown, is apparently on their subsequent album, uh, Three Piece Sweet. Closing track on there. So that's not unpublished either. No. So that doesn't count either. So well, you basically made a list of stuff that does not fit your criteria. Well done, Rip. Thanks. <laughs> I'm kind of shoehorning them in. It's near enough, isn't it? Come on. Right, so going back to <laughs> Safer Ground, the CBGBs. Mm. Spelt. I, I can't remember. This was the one where you thought it would have sounded like lots of E's in it, and it's actually and it's just a, a C, initials. a B, a G, yeah, a B and an S. So apparently now, because I wasn't sure what it what it was, it's uh, John Verato's high end fashion store. So he still puts a, a few gigs on there, but it's a, a, a clothing shop basically. And also under that uh, initials CBGB, I said there was some other writing underneath. Mm. The other writing underneath was OMFUG, O-M-F-U-G, mm. which apparently stands for Other Music for Uplifting Gorman... Ah, oh, I'm not going to be able to say... I knew I wasn't going to be able to say this word. Gormandizers. Do you know what a Gormandizer is? Someone with taste. <laughs> Nearly. Nearly. Apparently, it is to eat greedily. So, okay. yeah, there you go. Uh, and then the final bit off there was uh, that Blondie did a, a couple of Nerves songs. And you thought I'd said? Nerves. Nerves. Well, apparently, there is a band in a, from Hawaii called The Nerves with an F. Uh, and they've got a self-titled album for sale on Bandcamp. Guess how much it is? 99 cents. Try going the other way. $99. Bit higher than that. Come on there. $1,000. <laughs> Just for a download? 
I'm guessing that they're not going to get many sales. I think it might be just sort of joke, a joke album, but but the tracks include. I thought they'd have put it on for ninety nine cents, and then they might actually make some money. You never know. Well, just people would buy it for the crack, wouldn't they? Quite possibly, yeah. So some of the songs that they've got: "We Are the Nerfs," "French Fries Mountain." You see, you would definitely buy that for ninety nine cents. You'd just be like, "I just want to know." <laughs> and yo, your dog. I tried playing a couple of them. And it wouldn't play. I'm guessing if they're charging a thousand pounds, they don't say, It's because you didn't. Um, yeah. You so, didn't pay your money. So one of them did play. It might have been that yo-yo dog one. And oh my god, it's terrible. You weren't keen. <laughs> it's then. terrible. Sounds like the wanna dies on acid, and a singer with a sore throat and no soul. I'm not recommending that to listen. <laughs> so yeah, so that was my homework from uh, from last time. But if anyone's got like a thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Crack on, because I'm interested. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say send it our way and save your money. I'm sure that band need it more than, than we do if they're as bad as you say. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so on with the show. So uh, tonight's episode <clears throat> is all about George Best. No, it isn't. By the wedding present, <laughs> the album. So this was one of my vinyl albums. Uh, that Kate chose. So my first question to you, darling, is what made you select this album? Uh, because the wedding present kind of always passed me by a bit. Yeah. Uh, and there's only a couple of songs of theirs that I really kind of know and like. And so I thought, mm, I'll listen, see what we think. Fair enough. So which were the songs that you... Oh, I knew you were going to ask me (laughs) Sorry, I shouldn't have asked Uh, you that. I do, I was listening to them today. Yeah. uh, And it was, I think, off the Bizarro album, which the timing-wise would be... Well, I'd kind of looked at the release dates of stuff and I was like, oh, it's probably off there. Right. But I was listening when I was walking to the shops. It was on Spotify, so I couldn't see the... The yeah. names of stuff, so yeah. I don't. Yeah, <clears throat> Bizarro's their second album, yeah. George Best's is a debut album. So on Bizarro, the only song that I well, there's a couple of songs on there that I know. I can't remember the opening track, and then there's Kennedy, which is the one that's lost your look of life, too much apple pie. So I remember that being playing in the clubs. Yeah, well. yeah, that was a big <clears throat> kind of indie. Indie anthem, alternative, indie disco song, whatever you want to call it. Good song, very good song. So what I really, really want to know... Yeah. ...is it was released in 87... Yeah. ...when you were 15. Yeah. I don't believe you were buying the wedding present when you were 15. Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. The wedding present wouldn't have even been on my... Little bitty radar. No, I didn't hear the wedding present until I was uh, college, so probably 17, 18. And even then, I wasn't really kind of straight into it. So, no. Your so, when did you buy it? Assumption was correct. <coughs> uh, I would guess that I probably bought it in the early 90s, 93, 94. Where did you get it from? Um, I think I bought it from the record shop on Division Street in Sheffield. Uh, 
which became FOP. I'm not sure if it was called something before that or whether it was FOP in the first place. But I'm pretty sure I got it from there. Um, and I, I was thinking about it today. I, I've not actually listened. I don't think I've listened to the album that much. And I was wondering why I bought it. And I'm, I think it probably was just one of them days where you want to go out and get a record and get something that's kind of cool and a bit different. And, and that album cover is quite an enticing album cover. Even though I'm not, <laughs> I, even though I'm not a Manchester United fan by any stretch of the imagination, but George Best, obviously an iconic footballer, and I just think they they picked a good picture of him on a, on a green background, and I think I was probably sold as much on the the album cover as the the content. So I struggled with it. I was saying to you before because it hasn't got the name of the album written on it anywhere. Yeah. And I've really struggled to like remember stuff if I haven't seen it written. Yeah. And so I've spent all week going, well, who, what was that album <laughs> called? I know it's the name of that guy. He's a footballer. He's really famous. What's he called? Can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sport isn't your thing, is it really? <laughs> so, fair enough. So, yeah, I just thought it was irritating, really. I just wanted it to have George Best in big letters on the top. <laughs> well, it must have had a few kind of re-releases and remasters. I don't know whether they've... Because uh, I've been listening to it on, I told you, I've been listening to it on Amazon. Because they've got like a 30, 30th year anniversary edition on uh, Amazon Music. And uh, I think it, it was very, very different to the... Uh, listening to it on vinyl. And it, it's much quicker. I don't know whether that's a remastered thing or whether it's... Our record player plays slightly slow. I don't think it did. It sounded fine, didn't it? I don't think it? it does. No. So I just thought that was a bit bizarre, really. I, I think mean, you'd have noticed on other songs yeah. if it played slow, and I've not. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it definitely seems a lot uh, like speeded up and a bit cleaner and just not as enjoyable, really. As though they try to smooth it out. You like your dirty vinyl. Yeah. Well, there's that famous quote, isn't there, from John Peel when. Someone kind of said, made some comment about uh, he didn't like the fact that it had got surface noise on on vinyl. And John Peel said, well, life has surface noise, mate. Which I thought was absolutely spot on. <clears throat> they called the album George Best because David Gedge loved George Best and had posters of him on his wall and stuff. Um, David Gedge being? The lead singer of The Wedding Present. I knew that, but our listeners may not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, how lazy do they have to be? They can look it up. They have a thing called Google. <laughs> yeah, but that's what you're there for, darling. Oh, come, come on. on. Send all bloody day on a computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it got to 47 in the album charts. Okay. Which doesn't sound very impressive in a global sense. Yeah. Uh, but eighty seven indie music. They released it on their own album on their own uh, label. Yeah. Which was called Reception. Yeah. So it wasn't on a major label. So obviously it was low budget. Yeah. Um. So the fact that it got anywhere near the album charts is an absolute miracle. Um. There was stuff being released by other people, other indie bands, that actually were signed to major labels sort of around the same time that was only making it like to sort of 
into the top hundreds and stuff. Yeah. So, no, I didn't write down who they were and what they were and what number they got to because I figured that would be too dull. <laughs> Rick's visibly twitching at this point because <laughs> I'm, I'm being vague and he hates it. <laughs> I'll say nothing. <laughs> Because you can't speak because you're twitching too much. <laughs> um, so, in terms of the type of music at the time, they were actually on a compilation that NME put out, a cassette tape that was on the front of the magazine <laughs> called C86. Because, unsurprisingly, it went out in 1986. Oh, is that where that whole C86 <laughs> movement it, came from? It is. Ah. Um, so... But even though they were on that compilation, um, they very much objected to being classed with that kind of jangly guitar type indie type music. Even though then when I went on, I don't know, Wikipedia or somewhere later, it was like, classification, jangle pop. (laughs) 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 Well, the the only other one I, I know off the top of my head, I think that we're classified in that C86 bracket were Bow Wow Wow I think they were part of that there was a few, I, I looked at the track listing um, and there was about four or five bands that, that I knew and right. then like a ton of bands that obviously yeah. disappeared without trace that I'd never heard of so. right that would have been useful and exciting to know about well Rick <laughs> I'll give you some homework <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks darling guess well, what there's a treat for everyone to look forward to. Rick listing all the tracks that are on C86. No, not all of them. Just the ones that we'd heard of, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just they, they kind of just did cool stuff. They just did interesting things. Um, they weren't really... Because they weren't signed to a major label, even though later on they did sign... Um, they had a lot of artistic freedom to do like weird and random shit. So I do remember, obviously I, I remember when Bizarro came out yeah. and they had the Ukrainian sessions at a similar time. Um, and I remember a lot of talk about those. I don't remember the music at all. Um, I didn't get time to go and see if I could find them today. So why would that resonate with you? The Ukrainian <clears throat> sessions? Because... Well, it wasn't really at the time, because was I was not? studying Russian, so it wasn't yeah. really, yeah. there wasn't that strong a link, but I just remember, because right. it was like John Peel stuff. Yeah. Um, I just remember it being being talked about. Um, and then, <clears throat> like, stuff that I didn't know, in 1992, they released 12 7 Inches, yeah. all of which got into the top 30, um, which beat... Elvis's record for the most top 30 hits in one year um, in addition to which theirs were all originals um, and he did it like with reissues and stuff yeah. so but they, so they just kind of did yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of interesting things I, re- um, I remember that because I remember going into that record shop when I bought this and I remember seeing some of the singles on, on display and uh, yeah I, I knew they were trying to get into the Guinness Book of World Records Um did they call it the hit parade? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it were all the B-sides covers? Yeah. So they covered um, the theme tune to Twin Peaks. One of, oh, did they? Yeah. Falling, I think it's called. Right. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. 
which I don't remember, to be honest. I don't remember ever hearing um, them by no. them. No, 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 no. Um, I don't think I've heard any of them. Um, there was... Um, they also did uh, a theme from Shaft on one of the B-sides, I think. That's the only one I can remember. So, yeah, all right. More homework for me. Just for me. I'm just oh, interested. Yeah. You like homework. I do. So then uh, I was trying to listen to the tracks and trying to research at the same time and it was bizarre bloody work. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I was like, I'm kind of enjoying it, but it's not like really floating my boat. Like it's all right. Um, and then when I was looking, when I was researching, I came um, on the the new album that they've just released. Yeah. Um, so I started listening to that instead. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> is, is this the last album? 2016 was it that one? No, just they've released one this year. Oh, have they? Um, oh, right, that must be brand new. Then. So it's called Lockdown Strip Back. Ah, okay. Um, and it's quite a lot of covers and redos, and there's a couple of new, at least one new track on it. Um, I didn't, I didn't kind of manage to get down to that level of detail. Yeah. Um, but they've got there's like um, a duet with Louise Wiener. All right. Yeah. Um called We Should Be Together, which actually a sleeper song. Yeah. Um, which I really, really liked. Um so yeah, there were it was so I ended up just just going, Oh yeah, I think I'll just listen to their new stuff. It's really cool. I'm enjoying that more. So. <laughs> well that's no bad thing. I mean, for a band to have been going uh thirty odd years. It must be for like their, their fourth their fourth decade and still be doing stuff that you <clears throat> you like and it's maybe like go back to 35 years yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, no, <clears throat> no bad thing so yeah listen to their new album because it's, <laughs> it's good <laughs> yeah yeah sleeper um obviously that was kind of around the time that gigs were happening for for me and i don't think you ever saw sleeper yes i did yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw them quite a few times, but <clears throat> they, were, they were good life. And uh, did you ever see the wedding present? No. Okay. I mean, I say no. As someone pointed out today, I appear to have no memory at all of any gigs I've ever been to. So. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> Steph. Okay. <laughs> um, <coughs> so I'll confidently say no, but you know, someone may correct me. <laughs> Fair enough. Someone might remember for you. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that thing to happen where you, you start to remember your early life really clearly. <laughs> it's not happened yet. It's probably unlikely to if it hasn't happened yet, babe. I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'll just, I'll wake up one morning, I'll just be like, oh, my whole like childhood and teenage years has suddenly come back to me. <laughs> Some spiritual <coughs> Yeah, okay. I wouldn't hold out much hope for that. So, what did you think of the tracks on that album? On George Best? Mm. Um, it's a bit strange listening to it again, because I, I, I haven't listened to it for over 20 years. Um, and I, I, as I said, I, I hadn't listened to a lot anyway. Um, 
I mean, there's a couple of tracks on there I really like. My favourite, Dress, is a fantastic song. Love that song. Um, and a couple of others that I quite like. I read a complete hatchet job of the whole album today as well. A hatchet job? Yeah, just like this guy. Yeah. Who was writing about it now. Right. And he was like, it was just the whole thing. It was just like through this kind of lens of age and cynicism. <laughs> and and like PC, but applied in a really weird way. Yeah. Like, and, and really hated that song. <laughs> what, hated my favourite dress? Yeah. Oh, it's a fantastic song. Great lyrics. <clears throat> great lines yeah I, I really like that there's one line in it that's kind of a bit heartbreaking because he writes a lot about uh, kind of jealousy and missed love and you know yearning for others typical teenage kind of stuff I don't know whether he was a teenager when he was writing but uh, where's the line so I think they're on it's kind of on a night out and he sees this girl that he he wants to be with. I don't know whether he was with or whatever. And uh, I think it's either one of the closing lines or the closing line is a stranger's hand on my favourite dress. There's a bit before about <coughs> seeing him kiss or something. This guy took massive exception to the fact that Gedge appeared to have decided that he had some ownership over this woman's body. <laughs> I was like... I hadn't really taken it like that. No, no. And to be honest, I'm still not really taking it like that. Wow, that's a bit, so, I know. Yeah. It was a bit it was a bit weird because you, you kind of started off reading it and it was like, oh right, fair enough, you know, different kind of perspective on it. And yeah. then you were like, oh, well <laughs> he really hates him. <laughs> Where did you find this? It was just some random I was just a blog or? I was just looking for information about the album. Yeah. <clears throat> because it was written uh, in 2017, when it was 30 years old, right. I was like, oh, that would be really interesting to see, yeah. like, like, sort of a retrospective kind of view of it. Um, and had this person heard it back then? or Yeah. Right, okay. And had liked it back then. Right. And then was just, like, totally judging themselves and everyone else. Bizarre. <laughs> really kind of harshly. Yeah. I think, it's a, I think it's a grower. I don't think it's one of them albums that you put on and you think... That's brilliant. I'm going to listen to it again. Um, but the more and more you listen to it, I think one of the problems with it is is that a lot of the songs don't seem that distinctive when you first listen to them, and it's that really kind of choppy kind of guitar in, and you know it's a very similar sound. And I was listening to a, another podcast this morning. Let me give this guy a shout out. This guy. Uh, Strange, the Strange Brew podcast, and he had David Gedge on as a guest. Um, oh, we can only dream, Rick. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can. Yeah. But he'd, uh, <clears throat> he would was plugging his um, official autobiography, or volume one of it, called Go Out and Get Em, Boy, which is some sort of... Uh, sounds quite interesting, like you were saying, do lots of different stuff. It's a, a memoir in comic book form. Um, Sounds like my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so stories from the wedding present. and um, But on this podcast, he was playing all, all David's kind of, David Gedge's uh, life soundtrack right from when he was kind of a kid, from when he could first hear, remember hearing songs right up until the wedding present formed. So when I was searching wedding present on a podcast and I found this one, I put it on. And the first, like, 
minute or so, I was because I was walking back from the, the shops this morning, and I was like thinking, hold on a minute, what's this? I'm sure this I must have picked the wrong thing, and it was a, a Doris Day song. But this guy's obviously got a bit of budget on his podcast because he, he played the whole song of every of every song that David Gedge <laughs> oh, right. picked kind okay. of thing, you know. So, but yeah, quite a nice uh, nice Doris Day song to start with. Bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. You know that song. Oh dear, yes. I thought you might. Do. I thought that might be your kind of thing. Yeah, some interesting interesting choices on there. But the reason I mention it is because he said David Gedge that he was um, he intimated that uh, the first two albums didn't really sound like. He wanted them to sound. It didn't really encap- encapsulate what he thought the wedding present sounded like to him, uh, and what he thought they sounded like live. And um, you know, I- I'm guessing that he thought they sounded a bit like 2D, really. And it was their third album, which um, is their highest charting album, called Seahorses. I think Seahorses. Um, and I don't know any of the tracks on that. I had a look tonight. I don't know any of the tracks on it at all, but. They got a different producer and a guy called Steve Albini. I don't know if you've heard of Steve Albini. Well, I have now because I've been reading about him all have afternoon. You? Oh, right, okay, yeah. Well, I'll let you say what you, what well, you no, found I, out about him. Well, no, I didn't okay. pursue that, but I knew that they'd worked with him and I knew the sound on that album was really different. Right. And a lot of people didn't like it. And oh, okay. You know, sort of, but, but then the general consensus on the internet, because obviously the internet <laughs> has a consensus, <laughs> was that it had stood up better than the others yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Well, he said he it, it, he managed to bring them to life a bit more and recreate what he thought their sound should have been. And, um, you know, he was talking about how, how quick it was to, to record compared to some of the others as well. I mean, I think I just, from listening to it, like over, trying to listen to it kind of over and over today. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a bit like it is jangly pop. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't like saying that because I, I don't, I don't know. like kind of pigeonholing bands in that way yeah especially when it's like so far back and at the time it was was different and it wasn't you know it wasn't as familiar as it's now become that kind of guitar pop um but but the newer stuff that, that i then just went down a massive rabbit hole of like oh i'll just listen to this instead um was a lot more kind of mellow and a lot more um, not comfortable to listen to because that makes it sound like it was it's like easy listening and it, it wasn't in any sense but just um, more, more enjoyable more and, accessible yeah. yeah well just it was smoother yeah and the singing was you know I like my yeah. vocals to be quite high in the mix I like them to be really like yeah. legible um, but yeah it was just, it was it was recognisably the wedding the wedding present like if you listen to both you'd be like oh yeah the same band yeah. even though obviously the only constant is david gedge but but it was it i liked it a lot more right so and none of the uh others still playing with them then none of the original members no okay it's it's almost been like a collective okay him. right because it said on the that constant. sorry it said on that um I don't know if it was on the podcast or whether I read it after, but that autobiography was kind of written in conjunction with, I thought it said one of his bandmates, so I just assumed that they might still be. Might have been Kenny? I don't know. Is he on this album? Let's have a look. So it's got the names of the people on it, hasn't it? Uh, no, there's no Kenny on there. Maybe it was Keith. 
But yeah, okay. But yeah, just quickly going back to Steve Albini, mm. uh, uh, very famous producer. Uh, he's produced over, I think that he, he counted one thousand five hundred albums, and then he's apparently loads more. But famous for working with um, Nirvana on In Utero. Um, so there's a bit of wrangling about his production on that. Um, so the record company wasn't happy with it. Nirvana weren't happy with it originally, but then they decided they were, wanted to listen to it a few times and stuff. But uh, the the album that David Gedge referenced when he spoke about Steve Albini on this podcast that I listened to this morning was Surfer Rosa by The Pixies. And he played one of The Pixies' song, Gigantic, which is just a terrific song. Kim Deal sings on that one rather than Francis Black. Um, but that album, I've not heard that album. I've only heard... Um, do little really by the pixies. Do you know much pixie stuff? I, I haven't got it. Yeah. Um, I probably heard of it. Yeah, but I'm definitely going to go and <clears throat> listen to Surfer Rosa because it's also referenced that album Surfer Rosa in um, the lyrics of "Here It Goes Again" by OK Go. Okay. So there's a line. Yeah, there's a line that says, "Where is it? Throw your clothes." Throw on your clothes, the second side of Surfer Rosa, and you leave me, you leave me, yeah. And um, if anybody hasn't seen or knows about OK Go, just <laughs> go onto YouTube and uh, any of their videos, but this is the one that they kind of started off on, low budget. Uh, here it goes again. What an absolute fantastically fun and brilliant video that is. The songs are good to you, though. Oh, it's a wonderful song. I'd probably have that in my top 20 songs of all time. Love it. Fantastic song. So, you want to tell us all about maybe seeing the wedding present in the rain, then? The one of the wonder stuff. <laughs> oh, the wonder stuff. <laughs> well, that today, yeah. when I'd got it on Spotify, I was doing something else. It was this morning when I was working. Yeah. And I had um, Spotify playing the album, right. George Best. Yeah. And you know then when it finishes... It just plays some other random stuff. And because I was working, I didn't notice it finished. And I was like, I'm sure this isn't the wedding present. <laughs> it, <laughs> it flicked itself onto the wonder stuff. And I was like, I'm really confused now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they will start with the worst. <laughs> no, but other but... than that, <laughs> very different and distinctive. Yeah. It was, it was a little bit of a, like, you kind of, I was, like, very deep into kind of a work thing, and then I kind of surfaced and was very confused for a while. <laughs> Both very good bands live. Uh, yeah, no, I, I did see the wedding present, but not until recently. Um, they played at the Deershed Music Festival, uh, I don't know whether that was two or three years ago now. God, time goes so quick, doesn't it? No. <laughs> no? It just goes at a standard rate. <laughs> it just runs. Well, yeah. But, come on. It does seem to be getting quicker as you get older. I know everyone says it, but come on. I don't buy into that. Do you not? Nope. I think wow. it's <laughs> Come on. So, I think it's people's, people's attempts to make themselves feel better that they weren't paying attention to stuff. <laughs> what? I'm not that I'm like being scathing to most of the population or anything, but that's what I think. 
Fair enough. <laughs> but genuinely, <laughs> come on, them years, like 10 <clears throat> to 20. Have you ever heard me say, oh, time goes so quick, you won't have ever heard me say that? No, but then I, according to you, I never listened to what you're saying anyway, no, so I won't remember that. that, would I? But, yeah, come on, the year's 10 to 20. You can kind of map it out and remember Maybe that's of the it difference, because <laughs> I can't remember most of it. That's it then, yeah. And then, yeah, between, like, 40 and <clears throat> nearly 50 now, flipping, eh? It's just all one big bloody... Anyway... So, yeah, so... So, so you, your time's going really quickly, uh, mine's not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I saw him at the at, at deer shed. You were supposed to come, but you weren't very well, I don't think, were you? Mm-mm. But the weather was atrocious. It was one of them days where it just chucked it down. I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic family-friendly festival, deer Did shed. Did you stay? Is that the one where no, you came home, we, didn't we you? came home. Yeah. I, I nearly got stuck in car park <clears> with that bad mud. I treated it as like a day, day yeah. gig. Day release. We we managed two days, uh, the Friday and Saturday, but we didn't bother going back for Sunday. It was that bad. So yeah, so that's my only time I ever saw them, unfortunately. Unless it were one of them Saturday nights where I went to Leadmill, and they just happened to be on. But I think they were probably too big at that stage because I started going there, ninety, uh, ninety two probably, regularly for about two or three years, and. Um, I think by that stage, I'd have probably remembered because there was a few bands that you, that were still at that cusp of were they too big for it or not that you kind of mm. remembered seeing. So probably not back then. But yeah, I mean, I, the one thing I was surprised about when we when you picked this album was that it was actually recorded in 1987. I got it in my head. It was like an early 90s song, but listening to it, I think it, it does fit in with that late 80s I wouldn't call it, what did you call it? Guitar. Jangly pop. Jangly pop. I, in Indie. <clears throat> my, you know. But yeah. It wasn't me that called it jangly pop. It was listed oh, it was... As, a, as a genre. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> On Wikipedia or something. Right. Okay. I mean, I could, I could understand why they called it jangly pop, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's a fair assessment, let's put it that way. No. His, his voice isn't pop. And it's uh, the guitar's a bit kind of not harsh, but uh, heavier than jangle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's just stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I I will listen to it a bit more now. I'm I'm kind of back. I'm I'm at that cusp now where I'm kind of getting one or two songs. And the choruses and the, and the catchy bits are, are coming back to me. So, yeah, but I'll probably put the vinyl on rather than listen to that strange thing that's on Amazon. Mm. I don't do Spotify, as you know, so I don't know whether there's a, another different version on there or not. Well, on Spotify, it was listed as James Best Plus, but I couldn't find... George Best. George. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, thinking, James, what? See, eh? that, see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm having real trouble... <laughs> Literally. I thought you were going to say James last. <laughs> I'm literally like, no idea what this song's called. <laughs> oh, hold on, let me just get a bit of paper. <laughs> Even though I've been thinking about it all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and I couldn't see anywhere. I mean, I, I didn't search it specifically, 
but I just assumed that it would come up like with twelve gold bars thing. Yeah. I assumed that it would just show me at some point that there was like a reissue or a, you know yeah. there a reissue or, or something that had one extra track on or whatever it was you know. Yeah. Um. But, but no, nothing. So I've no idea what the differences are. Fair enough. So. So. 1987. 1987, yeah. It was uh, one hell of a year. Was it? <laughs> I was like, that happened that year? And that? And that? <laughs> oh my God! That happened as well? It was like a year of total disasters. Oh, wow. So, uh, 15 years old. When was when was it released? When in October. October. A lot of these albums we're covering seem to be released mm. around that September, I October that. time. I was like, God, so cynical out for the Christmas market. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, middle of October, it was 12th of October. Right. And in the album charts, is it on that side? I did I did find out. Is it on the A side or the B side, Kate? Oh, I don't know. I just I got bored and and I started to do random kind of Doodles. little little bits <laughs> that don't make any sense in terms of what's around them. Um, I think it was. Put the wine down, darling. <laughs> I definitely wrote down. I've got George Harrison released Got My Mindset on You, Oh No, and then I realised that I was looking at an American website about stuff that happened in 1987. Okay. So it was completely irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So that did happen, but not in the UK. Right. Um, and then... Definitely wrote down... Is there another piece of paper there? No. I'm sure I didn't have another piece of paper. Shall I shout Sam? I'll set our Sam down to give us some musical interlude on the guitar while you're looking. No, <laughs> let's let's just pretend that we have absolutely no interest in knowing what else is in the charts, and then if we stumble across it, we can just be excited and pleased. All right, well, just go to. Oh, your look, notes it's right down the bottom. There you go. Okay. <laughs> this is when I got got really bored, and it it's, it says, "No one album bad MJ." <laughs> I'm glad that you took your research seriously, <laughs> darling. <laughs> Which translated means the number one album <laughs> was Bad by Michael Jackson. <laughs> but it was on its way out. That was its last week of five weeks uh, at number one in the album charts. Okay. And underneath it says, Ton Love Bruce. <laughs> Could that be the Tunnel of Love by Bruce Springsteen, Kate? well deciphered thanks so that that took the place of Michael Jackson's bad Tunnel of Love is Ian Prowse's favourite album of all time so there you go Uh it's pretty Springsteen can't can't really muster any interest I'm afraid it's a good album it's a very good album Uh, but yes Back to the stuff that I was actually interested in. <laughs> you were interested in some stuff. I was. Well, tell us I, more, tell us I more. I on, like, events that happened in 1987. Yeah. Oh my God, it's listed as long as your arm. It's ridiculous. That's a long list. Have so you seen my arms? it starts off, right, with the re-election of Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a great kind of... No. That was in June. It's not great for the year. But then... 
in the context of everything else that happened in the year, so in January, yeah. Terry Waite was taken hostage. Yeah. Did not realise it was that year. In March, uh, oh no, that was a good thing. <laughs> so you can still uh, tell us some good stuff. I'll tell you good stuff afterwards, because oh, no. otherwise you lose the impact of okay. like, the loads of bad stuff. Um, it was the Zebra disaster um, that year as well, sinking of the Enterprise. Yeah. Free Enterprise. Hungerford Massacre, Massacre, remember that? I do, yeah. Um, then there was the Great Storm. That was that year. Ah. And then because of that... Michael Fish. Yes. Yes. Because of that, there was um, a train disaster because a bridge collapsed because of the storm. So yeah. shortly after the storm that happened. Yeah. Then there was the Remembrance Day bombing um, in Enniskillen. Okay, um, yeah. Lots of snow at the beginning of the year, so back end of 86, beginning of 87. It was probably quite light that at the time, to be fair. Um, June, riots in Chapel Town. In Leeds? Yeah. Okay. August, right, well, in August, it was reported that one person a day was dying of AIDS in the UK. And AIDS was like a massive thing that yeah. year. There was a lot, yeah. of, um, a lot of stuff going for it. Going, and uh, the stock market crashed. So I, remember, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, I'm kind of glad I was only 15. I don't really remember. I wasn't, I remember a lot of it, but obviously I wasn't affected by a lot of it. But oh my God, what a year. Um, Do you think people are going to be looking back in 30 years, 40 years time, at 2020 <laughs> and 2021 like that? Probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. But you wouldn't have picked 87 out. I no, mean, I true, think 2020, true. everyone's going to be like, oh my God, 2020. <laughs> just that, that's the year we don't talk about. Yeah. Well, I mean, 87 was just some innocuous little year. I got no expectations. I was like, oh, I'm sure a couple of things will have happened. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think back then, I think my, <clears throat> my years are kind of marked by sporting events rather than news events. So they still are, though, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, good things that happened. We, we were reaching a little bit here. Okay. <laughs> so there was a couple of actual good things, and there was a couple of things that we'll call them good. <laughs> so the uh, General Synod uh, voted for the ordination of women. General Synod? I thought that was that guy off Superman 2. God's sake. <laughs> that's General Zod, sorry. CV. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Um, there was four black MPs were elected for the first time in that year, including Diane Abbott. Okay, yeah. So that was pretty amazing. Pretty shocking that it was so recent. Uh, and then, then, then we start reaching a bit. (laughs) October, the first Ikea opened. (laughs) So everybody rushed out to get their flat back. Is this good news? (laughs) (laughs) I hate Ikea. Oh, my God. And uh, in November, the first acid house raves were reported in the news. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I told you the last couple were reaching a bit. (laughs) So what was the one in March that you said? Have we had that? Uh, That was the ordination of women being voted for. Yeah. Cool. So I was I was just a bit in shock to be fair because I just, I mean I just hadn't 
What I hadn't realised that all that stuff had happened in the same yeah. the same year. And I mean, I remember, I remember a lot of it. Yeah. Not maybe as kind of strongly as I would if I'd been a bit older, but I do remember it kind of being in the news and talking about it and stuff. Yeah. So when someone had <coughs> said to you, nineteen eighty seven. What what we obviously you were kind of next to last year at school. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Fourth year as we called it. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you have? You had a job back then. Were you working at the, the village shop? I was yes. Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> you like to come and chat to the girls in the back while you were bagging up potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is in Suffolk, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Right. So how many of you were working with Bernard in shop? Well, usually there was two two girls on and then um the woman that, that was like sort of in charge and then he just used to drop in occasionally. He was the owner. So. Right. Got you. So yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so what would you have remembered from nineteen eighty seven if someone had said pick someone out from eighty seven? Either that had happened to you or would you have been able to do that or a record or a well, the, the storm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we had a German girl staying with us. Oh, was that that year? Yeah. All oh, right. Um, and in eighty-seven. Yeah. So, uh, is this something that your mum and dad had signed up for then? Or? Yeah, we used to have exchange students. Right. We had a we had a shitty year, to be fair, that year. Because you, you you were doing German, <clears throat> uh, GCSE then. Yeah. Right. Okay. So my mum, my mum ended up um, in in hospital for a lot of that year. Right. Um, she had something wrong with her back, yeah. and they couldn't work out what it was. Um, and she couldn't stand because she was in so much pain. And then they told her it was all in her head. <laughs> oh, that would have been nice to hear. Um, and. Bloody hell. And then the um, the white witch in the village, because <laughs> every village has to have a white witch. <laughs> he lived, he lived in the Ford house that was like right next to the stream because you know good vibes. Um, told my dad about chiropractor. Yeah. Uh, that she'd been to a chiropractor. Well, the, the white the, witch had been to a chiropractor. Yeah. Oh, this is a bit disappointing. I thought you were going to say the white witch had healed her. <laughs> and so, and but oh. at the time, nobody went and for private medical stuff. Yeah. You just didn't do it. It wasn't True. a thing, was it? Even if you had verrucas and. Needed your eyes seen to or your teeth, it would all. But you didn't, you just didn't. So, the, yeah, but know, that's what I'm saying, it, it was all, a, all it was NHS, a, wasn't it? That's what I mean. So yeah. then this white witch like telling right, my dad, okay, got you. You know, and you, like, you know, she read tarot cards and it was all a bit, right? <laughs> you know, it was incense and stuff. <laughs> and, um, and so, you know, he, he really kind of went out on a limb and booked this private medical treatment. It was all a bit woo-woo, because chiropractors, nobody knew what they were, really, (laughs) for my mum. Yeah. Because he was just like, they'd just run out of options, basically. So where was this chiropractor then? In In Ipswich. Ipswich, yeah. Um, And the chiropractor uh, took an x-ray of my mum's back while she was stood up. And it was immediately visible what the problem was. Right. Uh, she'd got a twisted vertebrae. Okay. Which isn't... She can't, you can't see when she's lying down. And all of the x-rays that had been taken at the hospital 
had been taken while she was lying down. Yeah. And of course, she was lying down, she wasn't in as much pain, but she couldn't stand because as soon as she stood, the vertebrae twisted and pain started. So, so yeah, that was 1987. This German girl was with us. Um, my mum, like, was in hospital. So was the German girl with you when the storm hit? <clears throat> yes. Oh, wow. Um, and... Because it was worse. I think it was worse down south, wasn't it? It was... It, we were cut off for five days, I really? think, our village. Really? Yeah. Um, what, what because was, so which, many trees went down. Sorry, what was the name of it? it was Grun, Grun, Grunsborough. Grunsborough. <laughs> yeah, because I always remember it's a bit like Erinsborough. Neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just like that. <laughs> Which is an anagram of neighbours, by the way. <laughs> You're so proud of that, aren't you? <laughs> no, someone, it came up in a quiz, I think, a couple of years ago, and I was like, how the hell did I never realise that? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, we were, the storm was before my mum's back went bad, I think. Right. Because I remember during the storm. Maybe the storm put it out. Oh, uh, all the electricity went, obviously. Yeah. And we had a massive um, American barbecue that some friends from the base had given us. And no, like, no one had barbecues that big in the yeah. UK at the time. You might need to explain what the base is. Well, the American military base. I mean, they don't exist anymore either in the UK, do they? But yeah. um, we, lived, we lived near some really big... American bases and we yeah. had in the village there were was American base housing um, right so we knew like a few people so anyway we'd been given this massive barbecue um I mean now it's probably just like a standard barbecue but at the time it was like three times the size of anyone's barbecue that anybody had um and so my memory of it is my dad like stood on the on the driveway barbecuing everything that was in the freezer <laughs> And then barbecue and everything that's in the neighbours' freezers as well. So this this is a few days after. Well, uh, in the in the following day, right, yeah. yeah. Not while the storm was going on. No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, and then going round to the village shop. Yeah. Um, and Bernard was giving all the ice cream away because obviously it was right. all melting and stuff. So like all the kids in the village, like like with like loads of ice cream. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah we were we were we were off I think we were off for about five days in memory I mean obviously I was only 15 I can't really remember that well Um, but because we weren't on mains gas in the village so a lot of people were on um, bottles so it wasn't even though the electric was off people did still still have like power of some car, you know, yeah. some power. Some people had the power. <clears throat> so, I've got the power. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I've had a bit of a snap moment there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was. And then. Two Rye. Yeah. I can't, I honestly. Dexys, yeah. I can't I really remember. Like, I mean, I've, I suppose if I looked through... It's a bit of a pop But I wouldn't, really. probably wouldn't have been buying albums. I'd have probably only bought singles and stuff. Yeah. So. Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, 87 for me is just... I don't remember the... I, I remember the Great Storm happening, but I don't... Like I said, I don't think it was as bad up north. And uh, I remember it being very windy, but I 
I can't. I, nothing got structurally damaged. It's just because you northerners are so hard, you see. Nah. <laughs> it I, just bounced off. <laughs> not me. I had a right wing back then. Uh, <clears throat> back then? Cheeky. <laughs> but yeah, football football memories. You remember, you remember the strips, the Sheffield Wednesday strip back then? No, I don't. And the FA Cup final 87, I'm pretty no. sure, were... No, I don't remember that either. Coventry Tottenham. <laughs> Classic game, that one. Oh, I've said that word. <coughs> Keith Ouch in Diving Header. Dave Bennett Cross. Good game. So, yeah. Sorry, carry on. Is that 87 done? What else we got in 87? That's 87 done. What about toys? Come on. You got... Toys were rubbish. Eh? I think because we were 15. Right. So, toys... Top ten toys for that Christmas. Yeah. My Little Pony. Yeah. Barbie and Sydney. Yeah, neither are any of them. Transformers. Again, they've come up they've come up a lot then, yeah. haven't they? No. Thundercats apparently came in for the first time. I do remember my brothers having them. See so like, that's what I mean. You... What the action figures yeah. or something like I remember cartoon, I mean, obviously. Thundercats, go, go something like that. Go, go, go. Is that yeah, that one? I, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> Am I getting mixed up with... Oh, I might be getting mixed up with He-Man. Same sort of thing. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> um, Sylvanian Families. Lego was number one. Sylvanian Families? What's that? Just little, like... Russian dolls? No, rabbits and little animals that, like, got dresses on and stuff. <laughs> Okay, alright. <laughs> but I think that's the problem. Like, I've got friends who still have their Sylvanian families. You've got friends? I, only the odd one or two. <laughs> Don't get worried. <laughs> like, um, I haven't completely changed my personality. <laughs> um, and, alright, acquaintances <laughs> who still have their Sylvanian families. Okay. But they're, they're, like, maybe five years younger than I am. And so they they were like that, just that tiny bit younger. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. 50, you know, the Sylvanian families weren't cutting it. I've literally no idea what I got for Christmas that year. Oh, toys were rubbish back then. <clears throat> well, it was in the list. Trivial Pursuit was just in the list of toys. It wasn't released then. It was okay. released, like, <clears throat> So it was just a good, a good seller, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so I wrote it down, but it wasn't very interesting. Sorry. Fair reduce. <laughs> what about other singles? Did we get any other singles? Well, what do you mean other singles? There were there were no singles involved. Oh, sorry. Good point. <laughs> um, fashion. Yes. Big shoulders, puffball skirts. It was the year that Diana wore a puffball skirt. I don't even know what one of them is, but okay. Well, it was a, it was it was full on eighties that Sounds silhouette, like... big air, all of it, all of that going on basically. Yeah. Um. So there wasn't again when you googled eighties eighty fashion eighty seven or fashion crazes eighty seven, you got nothing. I think everybody was so busy with all these bloody disasters that were going on. No one had time for shit like that. There were real problems. <laughs> <laughs> it just it was like you know when you you know like when you look for crazes yeah and it, like there's usually a craze no crazes in 87 <laughs> just 
It was like, it was just like there was too much stuff happening. What website were you on here? Were you on like doom and gloom? Dot well, com. I couldn't work out why I couldn't find any crazes and why the fashion was so, <laughs> was so like, unfocused. And then I found the news page and then I was like, now it all makes sense. Fair enough. Um, so, TV. Yeah. Inspector Morse started in 1987. Yeah. You're no. very excited about that, Never watched that. Is that John Thor? No. Yeah, it was just it was just a big thing, wasn't it? It went on for a very long time. So, uh, you still watch that now? No. No. Have you watched it recently? No. No. Midsummer Murders. Oh no. Same difference. No. <laughs> uh, the tube finished in April. Okay. I was too young really to feel the loss. Yeah. So. Uh, Johnny Logan won the Eurovision Again. in May. Was that the first one? Or? I don't know, actually. I okay. didn't get time to go back and check which number win it was. Yeah, if you have to guess a Eurovision winner from the 80s, he's a good bet, isn't he? He is a good bet, yes. Sylvester McCoy became Doctor Who. This I do remember, and I was gutted. Because <laughs> I thought he was rubbish. And I've still never watched him. <laughs> I've never watched an episode with him being Doctor Who. <laughs> So did he take over from Peter Davidson then? Yeah, who I right. loved with all my heart. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I don't think I was watching Doctor Who at that time. I watched it when Tom Baker was a doctor. He was the first one I can remember. Well, I say watched it. From behind, from behind the sofa. From behind the sofa, no. But, uh, <clears throat> no, I didn't really carry on after him. So, yeah, I wasn't happy about the, the regeneration. <laughs> <laughs> so who went after him then? Did you get back into it after Sylvester? Oh, I can't remember who was next. I mean, I've sort of watched, I've started watching it again. Yeah. And I did I did go like a bit retrospective, but I've never been able to steal myself to watch Sylvester McCoy. <laughs> so have you watched some of these new ones then with this last one? Yeah, i watched right. all of those. Have you? Any good? good yeah, really yeah. good. Who is it who's... Oh, don't ask me questions like that. You know I don't do names. <laughs> fair enough. I mean, to be fair, I'm beginning to wonder what I do do. I don't do names. <laughs> I don't do dates. I don't do details. <laughs> I'm a bit hazy on memories. <laughs> do telling off. You're good at that. <laughs> well, there you go. I have a reason to be in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and you do. Right, nice voice. <laughs> God. Apparently. Uh, apparently. Uh. In November, Fireman Sam started. <laughs> yeah. Uh, many, uh, many hours watching Fireman Sam. But not back then? Not back then, no. Not back then. When would that be? With our Sam? <clears throat> yeah, by which time it was the uh, stop motion stuff, whereas this would have been the, um, the drawn cartoons. I don't know what you call it. So, Animation? No. Yeah. Uh, and in December, the Ogway whistle, whistle test finished. But again, I was a bit too young yeah. to well, really I, ever have watched it. I remember it coming on telly late at night a few times and thinking, oh, God, not this. But now, I'd probably watch him and think, oh, brilliant. Mm. Yeah, so it was, it was too early for us. 
So there you go, that is the sum of my research. That is every bit of information written on these two sides of paper in green pen in odd angles. <laughs> in odd orders. In odd orders. Um, well done, so, darling. So is, does that pass muster, Richard? Almost. I'm a bit disappointed we haven't got any singles, so I can sing some singles from 87, but we'll you, all, let you, off. you did two lots of singing already, I think. Did I? I think we're done. Oh, right, okay. I can't remember that. <laughs> Just being like 15, really, and <laughs> hating everything. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you were you buying music at this age? No. No. I had a few bits and pieces, but it were a lot of. There's some bad LPs in that lot. <laughs> 87, it was probably stuff like wet, wet, wet. Oh my god. What about novels? Are you reading anything fiction-wise? No. no. Okay. No, I've I've got stuck on that. Um, oh, what's it called? The one that I'm supposed to be reading for book club. Sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, is, it, the, is it the one out on? It's on no, 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 no. I've read those. Um, oh, Mexican Dirt, I think it's called. Right. Which is about a family fleeing cartel violence um, and it's so gritty that I can't cope and I have to keep stopping and like leaving it a bit and then going back to it yeah. so yeah okay <clears throat> I just raced through uh, I Am The Messenger by Marcus Zusak well, yeah. oh yeah no, it's just like it's like you said it. Like I wouldn't know what. No, it was. I know. Well, you like, read it, didn't you? After <laughs> yeah. I gave it you, and I know you really enjoyed it as well. I know you thought the ending was awful, but but it is a fantastic novel. Uh, highly recommend that if anyone's looking for a book. Um, so Marcus Zusak was the author of the Book Thief, and he also released a new book that I've not read yet called Bridge of Clay a couple of years ago. Oh, okay, I might look for that. I really didn't like the Book Thief. I didn't finish it. Yeah. But I'm the messenger. I really liked. Oh, and so clever, so, so clever. So I might have a. I might. I would give him, give him a pass on the book thief. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it is interesting reading some of the reviews of of I am the messenger. Um, there's quite a few people that have gone back and said they didn't like the book thief, and and then there's the other lot that absolutely loved it as well. Even he, I saw an interview with him the other day, and even he was saying like it's, thanks if you did stick with it because I know it's like five hundred and eighty pages and. You know, he was talking about how he came up with the concept for it, etc. The book thief. Yeah, the book yeah. thief. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I've not, I've not read that, but I probably will. At some point. I think I got about a hundred pages into it. I mean, right. because I read quite quick, and I, yeah, I didn't like did, just yeah. read the first like chapter. Yeah. But I just couldn't. It just wasn't doing it for me at all. Yeah. Okay, so what about music? What are you getting on your, your Spotify recommended thing? Because I know it does it for you. Have you picked anything up? No, I uh, haven't been. Oh, you haven't? Okay. I've just been listening to lots of show tunes. Have you? Yeah. Every time I get in car, I do notice that Magic <laughs> the Musicals is on the radio station. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, I just, I'm missing it. It's like, should we should be rehearsing for Panto and we're not yet. And hopefully we will be soon. But, so, yeah. Missed. Missing it. <laughs> Need some show tunes in my life. Yeah, understandable if it's your thing, I guess. Uh, I don't think I've, I've really... Because I don't spend as much time in the car and when I'm working, I, 
I find music distracting because I get too into the music rather than mm. concentrating on what I'm doing. So I less I listen to less music when I'm not out visiting people and stuff. So yeah, but uh, I did come across, you know, I like my lists. Rueful smile crosses Kate's face. So Clem Burke, we talked about Clem Burke on the last episode, the super duper drummer from Blondie. Uh-huh. And he retweeted uh, the top 50 American bands of all time, which was put together by Ultimate Classic Rock magazine. Don't know whether it's still a magazine or whether it's just an online thing now. But I thought that would be interesting to have a look at. So I've not actually done the whole list, but Thank I've... God. <laughs> Sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> So for this episode, we're just going to do from 50 to number two. <laughs> You're so funny. You're so dead. 50 to 35. I think you can manage 15. Okay. Depends so, how long you talk about no, each one. Well, not too long, because there's quite a few that I don't know. And I, 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 to be fair, I've heard of them all, but I don't. there's some that I just don't, I don't know any songs for. So let's see if you, your American band music knowledge is better than mine. Unlikely. Yeah, well. Okay. I'll say the band and you can tell me your favourite song by me if you know. Food Fighters. Oh, just, you know I can't do this. Well, sing one then. Do you know I, any Food Fighters songs? I know lots of Food Fighters songs, but when you put me on the spot, they just fly out of my brain. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, my favourite Food Fighters songs. All my life I've been searching for stuff that I've <laughs> Probably all my learn life. Learn to fly. Yeah, learn to fly is oh, one of those. I really like that one. Good. So I, th- I don't know if it's my favourite. I'd have to have a stronger think. <laughs> Ooh, careful! You <clears throat> might get some homework. Number forty-nine, the Flaming Lips. Know anything by Flaming Lips? Probably, but I would, if I heard it rather than. Well, I only know the Flaming Lips because Ben Folds, five covered it on the. B-side to Brick, the single Brick. Uh, there's a song called She Don't Use Jelly, which I love pretty much everything that Ben Falls 5 did, but I didn't like that song. So I thought, oh, Flaming Lips must be a bit... <laughs> not very good. But uh, they've got a song, Do You Realise, that I really like. So they're all right, the Flaming Lips. Supposed to be very good live. Number 48, you got mentioned today at Cricket because one of their batsmen come out and... John Mike went, here comes Captain Beefheart. <laughs> so number 48 is Captain Beefheart and his magic band. But I didn't know any of his songs. And if someone put it on the radio, I wouldn't know, I don't think. But I looked up some of his uh, titles and they're quite interesting. We've got Big Eyed Beans from Venus. <laughs> uh, Her Eyes Are A Blue Million Miles and Tropical Hot Dog Night. So... I'm riveted. I need more wine. Oh, okay, <coughs> I thought they were interesting titles anyway. Okay, so moving swiftly on to number 47, The Stone Temple Pilots. Don't know any of their songs, but they're kind of uh, another Seattle band, I think, aren't they? So you don't know anything about them? No, well, I, I know <laughs> that they're kind of in that... I don't know any of their songs, but I know they're in oh. that kind of grunge era. I've heard of them. Era. Yeah. I'm happy with them. My level of knowledge at that point. Good. Number 46. Come on, you're going to be able to give me one of this. I know it. 
What's your favourite Red Hot Chili Pepper song? Oh God, I don't even know. There's oh. one. There's one that I really love because I remember it visually, where the video moves around like a warehouse and they're all doing different stuff. I can't imagine what the song is though. By the way. Could be. I don't need you to sing it. <laughs> okay. I'd have to see it. Yeah. All right. I think my favourite Red Hot Chili Peppers song is probably a Zephyr song. Mm-hmm. There you go. 45, Bon Jovi. Let's not go into Bon Jovi songs. I've got a Bon Jovi album if you want to cover oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> Slippery <laughs> That's when one to look forward to. No, 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 don't pick that, don't pick that. <laughs> See, the thing is, if you say that, I'm definitely going to pick it. Pick it, oh, pick it, absolutely, yeah, yeah, pick it, pick it. I'm going to hide that album now. 44, The Pixies, we talked about them earlier. Super, super band. Mm-hmm. Gigantic, my favourite Pixie song. Yourself? Don't know, okay. You might join in at some point. Number 43, <laughs> Jefferson Airplane. I mean, it's unlikely, but you just keep hoping. <laughs> I'm still hoping. I don't know any of their stuff either, to be fair. No, they are, but don't know any of their songs. Apparently they've got a famous song called White Rabbit. 42, Boston. Never heard of them. Yeah. No. More than a feeling... <laughs> Come on, you must know uh, that song. I do. There you go. Then. I didn't you know it was by them. I'm there also slightly scared by you singing soft rock at me. Okay, I'll stop doing that. Then. <laughs> Please. No problem. Forty-one journey. I've heard of them. They that they do that song that people force me to dance to. It's it's like a thing. Oh, Steph, I'm thinking of you. <laughs> Oh, what's the song called? I've no idea. I don't know what you're about. There's your homework. Kate's homework. I'm sure that's Journey. And I was like, I don't know this song. And they were like, you do, you do. <laughs> and then the chorus came on and I was like, I do. And I'm so embarrassed to be dancing right now. <laughs> I do know which one you mean, but I can't think myself. <clears throat> Cheek Trick, number 40. I mean, how does Cheek Trick get above the Pixies? Come on. Ridiculous. Because you're not American, Rick. You don't understand. Well, ultimate classic rock probably gives it away. So the only cheap trick song I know is Mighty Wings from the Top Gun soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, okay. My love for Tom Cruise has kept me away from that. you never seen Top Gun? <laughs> well, I've seen it, okay. but I yeah. saw it because I took my brother to see it. The okay. <laughs> Fairy dudes. Number 39, The Doobie Brothers. Whoa, whoa, listen to the music. <laughs> Gosh. Like, just because it's not soft rock doesn't mean you say you can't sing it to me. <laughs> okay, number 38, right. Mm. Your favourite Blondie song. <clears throat> number 38, Blondie, why aren't they in the top ten? Must be some good bands in that top ten. Or a skewed, <laughs> a skewed way of... Making yeah. the top 50. Yeah, well, I thought Clem would have retweeted it because they were, like, really high up in the chart. See, it's but... freaking me out every time you say that because I keep thinking that you're talking about Clem Snide and I'm like, oh, can we not? Oh, can we get on to Clem Snide? Oh, Come on. Come on. What a band. <coughs> what a band. Okay, that's for a future episode. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what is your favourite? Thankfully, favorite? you haven't got any of his stuff on vinyl, so I'm <laughs> safe for a while. <clears throat> yeah, so what is your favourite Blondie song? Oh, just stop it. What? I don't know. 
I don't. I like some Blondie songs. Um, we talked about this in the. I know. We, thing. we only talked about it from parallel lines. Oh uh, well, it's that one. Oh yeah. Fade away. Fade radio. away. Radio. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Picture. Picture this from me. Also okay. from parallel lines. So thirty-seven. Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention. Yeah, another one with some great song titles like Who Are the Brain Police? I don't know any of his stuff either. And finishing at number 36, we have Motley Crue. Yeah. I don't know why you're looking like that. See, I would have thought you'd be well in with that. Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know any of their stuff, no. <clears throat> yeah, they're famous just for being... Motley. A bit motley on tour, I think, yeah. And bagging loads of birds and... So we're done, is that it? That's it, that is the end of the episode. Pretty much. We've just got the outro section to do, darling. Well, you know, if we've got any listeners left, well done. That's all I can say. <laughs> How many you bottles deserve, of wine? You deserve you, a medal. Are you still on the same one? Of course I am. Oh, well. well done, well done yourself. So, uh, let's move on to the outro, which is going to cover what we're going to cover next. What are you watching at minute, then? What are you watching on Telebox? You just mentioned Midsummer Murders. Uh, I haven't watched that for ages. Coroner and The Coroner. Two different shows. The Coroner, set in Devon. And Coroner. Set in Canada. So there you go. Are they the same? No. Okay. They're totally different things. They just happen to have very similar names. And, you and obviously have the same premise. Because <laughs> so, they follow around the coroner. So which one's the better one? Um, the Canadian one's slicker. Um, but the, the, the Devon one's like a bit more of a grower. And a bit, a bit more enjoyable to watch. The Canadian one's a bit full of angst, and everybody keeps having nervous breakdowns and stuff. Fair enough. Well, with a coroner around, you would, wouldn't you, really? Mm, no. <laughs> so I recommended. So what are you watching then? What am I watching? Uh, I've gone back and started watching Alf Widers and Pet the. One that they did for the BBC starting in, I think it was filmed around 2004. And uh, I know you said you watched it with me. Mm. But I, don't, I don't think I watched the, I don't think I watched it until they landed in, a, in America. I think I might have missed like the first few of them. So You been... crack on, it's fine. I can live with missing that. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> I didn't not enjoy it. I just... Don't really want to watch it. I thought that I thought, am I going to enjoy this? No, but it's, <clears> it's, it's probably not as good as the first two series, but still very very enjoyable. And I'm looking forward to watching uh, the new series of Bosch. Big Michael Connolly fan. He's the author of uh, the Harry Bosch books. So Amazon Prime. I've got the series out. I think this is the seventh and final series. So yeah, looking forward to that, uh, and trying to persuade Charlotte to come to pictures with me to see uh, Black Widow. So. Girls we'll going your own, you don't have to take her as a sidekick. 
Yeah, but it's a bit of an excuse, isn't it, to go and watch a superhero film with you? <laughs> Twelve-year-old daughter, rather than be a sad on my own. If I had to watch it on my own, I'd get it on Disney. You can, get, oh, okay. you can order it on Disney, Disney+. Plus. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Uh, what about books? What are you reading? Um, I just finished Invisible Woman by Caroline. Well, there's a middle bit, Perez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do names. <laughs> that was really interesting. It was about the the data gap, um, the gap in data collection for sex segregated data and how um, people often don't even consider collecting um, data from the perspective of a woman Um, and so a lot of things are missed or not fit for purpose or um, so it was just it was just interesting yeah Um, so this is how far far-reaching that some of the consequences of that can be. Right, so this is kind of a, a perspective, <coughs> not a... Yeah? How would you describe that kind of book? Obviously, well, it's, it's not a novel, but... Well, it was a, it's a sort of research book. Right. Or, yeah. So what were some of the far-reaching... Give us a couple of examples. Well, it was talking about um, what happens after natural disasters, yeah. and rebuilding... And that a lot of the rebuilding is done by committees that consist only of men. And then what is rebuilt is not fit for purpose because the men do not consider um, the full sphere, the full domestic sphere. Um, So like houses were, I can't remember which disaster it was, but houses were built with their kitchen. There was nowhere to cook. Eh? Yeah. And also... In that country, um, families often had um, like animals, livestock. Yeah. Um, but the women looked after those, and the houses were rebuilt with no livestock pens. So there was nowhere to put the livestock because the men weren't involved in those things. So when the plans were passed for the rebuilding, they didn't. They didn't. It didn't even cross their minds that that was something that had been missed. So is this recent? Recent then, or is this yeah. like? Really, yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, you're aware of all the medical research and stuff. It's all done on male bodies. It's all done on men. Yeah. Women's hormones are considered inconvenient. They skew results, that kind of thing, which means that a lot of um, a lot of medicines don't work for women or they don't work properly or they're discounted at an early stage in trials because they don't work for men when actually they could work for women but they've not been tested. Um, so, yeah, it's just a huge, huge kind of gap. Um, and that even she was sort of citing things or even where men and women had been included in the research, um, the data wasn't split out by sex, sort of as it passed through the process. Um, so it's sort of an opportunity missed almost and then later studies that that were done that then were sex segregated um, showed real differences in results um, by sex so I mean a lot of it is kind of weird for me because it was talking about um, things being smaller when women needing things smaller yeah. which obviously does not apply for me yeah um, 
But then jokingly, I mean, I always say I've got man hands because yeah. my hands are are the size of, um, yeah, or bigger than an average man's. Yeah. Um. But equally, I'm not physically equal to a man of my size because my upper body strength is in no way comparable um, to a man of my size Um, so yeah it was just just really interesting so the time has come (laughs) it has what are you going to rate the album I am going to rate George Best by The Wedding Present uh a six and a half out of ten. Okay. I'm going for a solid six, I think. Solid six, so George Best goes twelve and a half. I just the whole half thing, stop it. Well it's not it's not a seven and it's not a six. Yeah, alright, I get what half <laughs> means. So it's a six and a half. Oh, so next album. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> what have you picked? Uh, what have I picked? See, it would have been better if you'd have said to me, are you going to tell us what you've picked? And I could have said, absolutely. Okay. Are you going to tell us what you picked? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes, it is the album from 1980, Madness's second album, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, still in the 80s, very early 80s. Looking forward to that. Should be a good one. Lovely. Lovely. And at this point, we will uh, bid our listening friends, Paul, Mum, right, like there's anyone left, Dave, Anne, <laughs> uh, your brother now, which sounds a bit. Fair. Cheers, Matt. And uh, see you on the next episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you're still with us. Bye. Bye. <laughs>